And now, for the show reflecting on classic radio, Hollywood 360, with your host, Carl Amari. He was like a god walking amongst mere mortals. He had a voice that could make a wolverine purr, and suits so fine they made Sinatra look like a hobo. Is this your place, Carl? Yeah, what do you think? Really? It's really awful. But I have a lot of things that are on order. You know, credit trouble. Pay more attention to your schoolwork and listen to the radio. You always listen to the radio. It's different. Our lives are ruined already. The Whistler. This tape will self-destruct in five seconds. Hello, everyone. I'm Carl Amari, and this is Hollywood 360, the radio show that presents all things entertainment, including trivia contests and games, Movie reviews, celebrity interviews, showbiz news, and classic radio shows. My co-host is the savvy Lisa Wolf. In this hour, it's the Mole Mystery Theater from 1948. But first, it's Name That Tune. Lisa Wolf Cullen will play short clips from popular songs. And a Hollywood 360 listener contestant named Paul and I will try to name that tune... Right, Lisa? Right. We have Paul on the phone. Hey, Paul. Hey, Lisa. How are you? What's I going am on? good. So good to hear Hi, from Paul. you. Hey, Carl. Hey, happy so, Halloween. Yeah, well, not quite, but <laughs> <laughs> we're, we're heading that direction. Are you a country-ish music fan? Country-ish, yeah. a little dolly, a little bit country, a little bit rock and roll. There you go. I'm with you on that one. <laughs> I'm, on the, I'm on the rim shot. <laughs> He's I'm getting ready, ready for you, Paul. That's one. So it kind of country crossover, I would say. So mm. I, I think that you'll know these. We'll see if you can produce them. Um, we're going to start with the first one. As soon as you know the title, just shout it out. This one goes back to 1982. Maybe I didn't love Maybe I love you. you. <laughs> all the girls I loved before? Which all the girls I loved before, yeah. No, no, that's it. Julio Iglesias. That's not, not this who one? this is. And maybe I <laughs> Try them. All the girls I loved before? That's what you just said. Same song. On <laughs> my mind. Someone else goes on my mind. So close. On my mind. Yes, I'll take We're that. Always it's on always mind. on my mind. I'm going to take that. This is Always on My Mind by Willie Nelson. I knew it was Willie. It was Willie. Um, so <laughs> the only question was, will he get it or not? And he did. It was the number one on country album for 1982. <laughs> and it peaked at number one for 22 weeks. I'm sorry, but I sing better than Willie Nelson. Do you show me, I'm Carl. sorry. Let's hear it. No, I'm just saying. Do you? I mean, I'm not a great singer, but... And that's probably, I mean, I don't know. I don't think he's a good singer. I'm sorry. Willie Nelson? I just don't think he is a good singer. Uh, well, I think Paul and I disagree I with guess you. I, I mean, it's I, <laughs> I do. <laughs> I don't know. I mean, it's I'm not sorry. always about the vocals and what the vocals sound like. Just remember that. Uh, Carl, if you remember, I did, play back, I did play back some vocals that you had from yeah, a couple weeks back, bad. and it that didn't sound bad. so great. Well, Willie was better than that. There but I was off go. key that night. Just that night. Okay. Just that night. <laughs> Moving on. <laughs> this next song goes back to 2005. Dig the keys in the... Um, <laughs> dig the keys, yep. She digs the keys. Um, Come on, Paul. Oh, cheating. Something cheating. 
Uh, next time you better not cheat on me. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. yes. Yeah. But that's not it. But Carrie yes. Underwood? You're so, no. Yes, it's Carrie Underwood. Here it is. Come on. It's Carrie Underwear? What? Yes, it's Carrie Underwear. I dug my keys in. Tired of this pretty little souped up fall wheel Next time. Better not next time. Better think before twice. Before he cheats. <laughs> there it is. That's cheats. it. Before he cheats. Who said it? You did. This is Before He Cheats by Carrie Underwood wow. from her album called Some Hearts. Not and, bad. And uh, she won the Grammy Award for Best Female Con- Country her? Vocal uh, Performance. You said something really. What about her underwear? Uh, are you thinking about Carrie's <laughs> underwear? Because I am not. You said it. I am not. No, no. You said no, it. No, y- you were the one making the underwear joke, and it was rather brief. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Paul's quick. Oh, he's good, man. He's good. Wow. <laughs> This happens to be a great tune. It's a great song. Of course, I mean, all the songs I chose are great, I have to say. I dug my keys <laughs> into the side of his pretty little souped-up four-wheel drive. All right, we're going right. to the next one. 1975, right. another great one. I've been walking these trees. Rhinestone Cowboy. Yes. All right. Rhinestone Cowboy, most famously recorded by... Glenn Campbell. Glenn Campbell, 1975. As on Broadway. Say <laughs> country-ish. Because <laughs> I'm a Rhinestone no, Cowboy. No, no. Horizon. We don't know the words. On the road to my. Oh, there's Horizon. <laughs> Here it is. <laughs> Come on, ready? But I'm gonna be where the lights are shining on me. Come on, everyone. I'm a rhinestone cowboy. <laughs> <laughs> oh man. <laughs> well, look, we do have fun here. Hey, I'll you know what? That, that rhinestone guy, well, he's really a gem. Well, hats off to you on the ah, cowboy. Thanks, buddy. <laughs> <laughs> hats off to me. Uh, All right. We got two, two quick ones there. <laughs> you ready? All right, so I think it's two to one. All right, here's the next all one. All right. When the work's all done and the sunset low, pull out my fiddle oh, and the oh, I'm a country boy. You got to thank God I'm a country boy. I, it, it's thank God I'm a country boy, but you yeah, said I had the whole title. Said, I'm going to give you each a half on that one. It's All a tie. Right, we each get a half. Because you each added something to it. All right. <laughs> <laughs> so this is John Denver. I'm a big fan. And uh, the live version was released as a single. That's what they released, and it went to number one and yeah. became the name of a variety special show hosted by John Denver in 1977. Do you remember when um, he had a TV special? No. It was called Thank God I'm a Country Boy. No. You know, I tell you what, you know, he liked eggs. You know what kind he liked the most? Oh, Denver I do. omelets. He was going to start up a whole line of outhouses. They're going to call them the Denver John. The oh, Denver I, John. I hit, I hit it too fast. He hit, hit it before he finished talking. <laughs> but he knew it would be fun. In the middle of, it, of his joke. All right, so uh, it's, All right. it's 2.5 to 1.5. Okay. <laughs> <laughs> this game is getting crazy. Okay, you guys both know this next song, 1973, okay. It's a Race. Your beauty is beyond Jolene. Jolene. Ooh, Carl got you on that one. 
And oh, this I is thought it was right on the same time. You, were, you know what? You might be just a... No, okay, here behind. I'm um, written and performed by Dolly. That's Dolly. Jolene. According to Dolly, Jolene is the song most recorded by other artists of all the songs she's written. Yeah. yeah I mean, so many people have covered this song. Just can't think of it. You know what her favorite bacon is? Sizzling. That doesn't work. Jolene, Sizzling. Oh, I get it. It just doesn't it's work. Good. It's, <laughs> it's just a little too far off. <laughs> well, I'm far off. She was right. initially going to call it Joe Fatso, but it just didn't work. We it would just be inappropriate. Strong. We started out strong. <laughs> it would just be um, social, social, socially uh, inappropriate. <laughs> he just got it, Paul. <laughs> it takes him a while. Uh, uh, All right, we've got one more song, another great tune, I might say. It goes back to 1978. On a warm summer's evening. Oh. On a train hey, bound from Met up with the gambler. Of uh, the gambler. You got it. It's the gambler. It's the gambler. Kenny Rogers. Kenny Rogers. So this version was a number one country hit and made it way to made its way to the pop charts. And this was on his album called The Gambler. What about the, what pop tarts? You like pop tarts? I, I, I like the chocolate one. Oh, I like strawberry. Oh, chocolate. So the gambler won him the Grammy Award for Best Male Country Vocal Performance 1980. Yeah, it's Kenny a great Rogers. song. Yeah. What? yeah, and people don't realize that this song has a lot to do with laundry because you got to know when you hold them and you know when to fold them. You have to hold the laundry. It works better with the fold them line than the hold them line, but I'll take it. Then he bombed a cigarette <laughs> and asked me for a laugh. And the night got down. Man, he's quiet. great, huh? Kenny Rogers. Great. Well, are you a gambler by chance, Paul? Uh, you bet. <laughs> and there he's on you a go. Roll. He's on a roll. There you man. go. We, we needed you tonight, Paul. You were just the right and you man know what? for the job. He's on a roll. You know what that means? He's yeah. butter. I thought you were going to be like, roll the dice. Yeah, that would have been a paradise. I was going to say, <laughs> that would have been a better joke. <laughs> well, Here it is. I've got some bad news for Paul. He lost by one. 3.5 yeah. But you know what? He's still a winner in my books. Yeah. I'm going to send you some CDs in the mail, my friend. Sound Thanks. good? It, it, it means a lot coming from such a CD character. <laughs> <laughs> Right, Paul, thanks, thank you Paul. so much. You brought a lot of laughter to the show today. What am I, chopped liver? Well, I you know, he just, just added, he just added to it. All right, great <laughs> a lot job, of it. Paul. <laughs> it's Bye, always Paul. good playing the game with you. <laughs> thanks a lot. All right, take care. When we come back, it's Mole Mystery Theater. Stick around. Somewhere in the darkness, the gambler he broke. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages. Now back to the best in classic radio on Hollywood 360. The Mole Mystery Theater brought very scary stories to the radio beginning in 1943. It was hosted by Jeffrey Barnes, played by Bernard Lenro. He was a crime fiction expert and connoisseur. This uh, show came from New York. It starred Joseph Julian and Richard Widmark, Frank Lovejoy, and Seymour, Raymond Edward Johnson, just the best actors from the New York uh, area were on this program. It was billed the best in mystery 
and detective fiction lasted all the way to 1951, had a healthy run on radio. And uh, we had a different episode we were going to play. The quality Mike uh, called me today. He's like, you know, I don't think this show is up to snuff. And I'm sure glad he did because we only like to air great quality for you on uh, Hollywood 360. It's kind of our trademark. So whenever Mike calls me and says, ah, not sure about the quality, I'm glad he does it because we only want the best for our listeners. And so uh, this broadcast is from April 30th, 1948. It's called Make No Mistake, and it stars Alan Baxter. Here's part one now of the Mole Mystery Theater. And now, the Mole Mystery Theater, presented by M-O-L-L-E. Mole, the heavier brushless shaving cream for tough whiskers or a tender skin. Good evening. This is Jeffrey Barnes welcoming you to the Mole Mystery Theater, the program that presents the best in mystery and detective fiction. Henry Morgan, who was to have been with us tonight, will appear instead next week. Tonight, our story by Robert Mitchell and Gene Levitt is entitled Make No Mistake and stars Alan Baxter, well-known young actor of stage, screen, and radio, currently appearing in the hit motion picture, Close-Up, will play the leading role of Dave. Dave is one of two people, neither very good nor very bad, who find that one mistake can put into motion a series of events that leads inevitably to disaster. Well, yes, Mr. Barnes, but mistakes can be avoided. So let's make no mistake about this. Even a man with tough whiskers or a tender skin can enjoy a clean, comfortable shave. How? Just use Mole, the heavier brushless shaving cream. Because it's smooth. So smooth. It's slick. So slick. It's a smooth, smooth, slick, slick shave you get with M-O-L-L-E. Mole, the heavier brushless shaving cream for tough whiskers or a tender skin. Enjoy a Mole shave tomorrow. This is Jeffrey Barnes again, and act one of tonight's Mole Mystery, Make No Mistake, starring Alan Baxter. I had to hang on to myself a little longer because I had one more thing to do. I had to see her. Had to get to Jeannie and tell her it was all a mistake. A hideous mistake. And I had to hurry because I knew the police were going to get me any minute now. Watch it, you jerk. Hey, you crossed against the light, Mac. What's the matter? Tired of living? Tired of living? No. When you're 28 and in love, you're not tired of living. If you're going to die, it's for another reason, believe me. That's why I had to see Jeannie. Somehow I had to explain about the mistake. And that's what was driving me out of my mind. Even now, I couldn't look back and say just exactly where the mistake had been made. I couldn't tell. Even now, with death on my hands. 
maybe this was a mistake, too, this coming to see Jeannie. But I had to. I had to tell her. After that, whatever happened didn't matter. I went up the steps and opened the door. It rang an automatic chime someplace inside, so I closed the door and waited. The room was elegant and very quiet. In my mind, I'd always imagined Jeannie surrounded by beautiful stuff like this. I wanted to clear my throat, but in this place, it didn't seem quite right. Then Mr. Mundy came out. May I help you, sir? I, I'd like to see Jeannie, Mrs. Jean Kimball. Oh, yes, and your name, sir? I'm her husband, Dave Kimball. Your... Oh. Oh, I see. Step this way. As I followed Mr. Mundy down the soundless corridor, I tried hard to think, to frame the words, because this is the last time I would ever see Jeannie. It was my last chance to explain, and it had to make sense. Maybe it happened that night a month ago. Maybe that's when the mistake was made. It was raining then, too, and business in the lunchroom was slow. I was cleaning up the counter when I looked back toward the kitchen and saw Jeannie standing in the doorway. Dave, I guess this is it. Hey, we can't close up yet. What's with a hat and coat? Quitting a little early, aren't you? Judging by most marriages, I guess I am. What was that? I didn't get that. I'm leaving you, Dave. I'm going right now. I got a ticket to San Francisco and my train leaves in 40 minutes. It's got to be this way, Dave. Sharp and clean. Believe me, it's best. So it's... Bye-bye, Dave. No. No, Jeannie. Wait a minute. You can't. Please, you can't Dave. go. Don't try to hold me. But, Jeannie, why? You... You gotta tell me why. You can't just leave like this all of a sudden for no reason. Give me a chance, Jeannie. I have, Dave. I've given you a whole year of chances. You said if we got married, I'd learn to love you. You insisted on it. It was all your idea, not mine, and... Well, it, it just hasn't worked out, that's all. But it will, Jeannie. I know it will. Oh, baby, don't leave. Please, I love you, Jeannie. I'll do anything you say, Jeannie. Oh, stop I... it, stop it. Don't crawl, Dave. Good grief, it isn't the end of the world. It happens every day. We tried it and it didn't work, so I'm getting out. No hard feelings, Dave, and no regrets, huh? Just goodbye and good luck, okay? Will you write to me? I don't think so. How are you going to live? What about money? I'll get by. Make no mistake about that, Dave. Besides, it's not your worry anymore. It'll always be my worry, Jean, always. Don't ever forget that. If you're ever in trouble, if you ever need me, just remember... Jean! Jeannie! She was gone, just like that. She walked out into the dark rain and was gone. I didn't think I could live without Jeannie. I loved her so much. But I lived. The days went by and the nights. Business picked up in the lunchroom and I hired a fellow to help out and things went along. They went along for almost a month and then maybe that's when it happened, the mistake. Because then she came back. I just happened to glance up one night, and there she was, sitting there watching me. Hello, Dave. Jeannie. Jeannie. Gee, what a surprise. Why, I never expected... Oh, Jeannie. 
Look, let's get out of here. Go someplace where we can talk. All right, Dave. Hey, Tommy, take over for me, will you? Okay, Dave. Come on, Gene. Well, you... You look just the same, Gene. You haven't changed. Haven't I, Dave? No, you look wonderful. I, I guess San Francisco agrees with you. How is it, Gene? Are you happy? Oh, you know how San Francisco is. Hills and water and big bridges. But how have you been, Dave? And how's business? Okay. I got a new helper, I suppose you noticed. And business has been a little better. Oh, that's fine. I'm glad. Jeannie, I've missed you. Missed you terribly. Every minute of every day, I... Uh, sorry, I, f- I forgot you have an aversion to crawling things. Oh, Dave, don't. That hurts. You see, I've come back. Jean. To stay if you want me. If I wanted her, there was nothing in the world I wanted more. We picked up life where we dropped it a month ago, and at first it seemed as though she'd never been away. But then I began to detect it. The change... Jeannie was afraid. She was on guard, waiting for something to happen. Two nights later, just before closing time, it did. It happened. I was in the kitchen when the guy came in. Sorry, mister, we're just closing. Go ahead and close. What do you want? Cup of coffee? Well, all right, as long as that's all you want. Just coffee, that's all. For now, baby. Thanks. By the way, baby, where are you from? What? Here. I'm right here. Why? Oh, nothing. For a minute, you looked like somebody I knew once in San Francisco. You ever been in San Francisco, baby? Say, uh, up around Fillmore Street? Dave. Dave, that man out there. What about him? Jeannie, what's the matter? You're white as a sheet. I'm not feeling so good, Dave. Will you wait on that guy for me? Well, sure, but... Hey, look, you sit down and take it easy. Hi, mister. You about finished with your coffee? Where's the girl? She's through for the night. We're closing up. How about a refill on the coffee? Look, mister, I said we're closing. We want to go get out of here and go home. I bet you do. Where does the girl live? She's a married woman. Now, I'm sorry, but you'll have to leave. You mean you won't give me any more coffee? Is that what you mean? That's right. (laughs) Okay, chum. Okay. Well, Jeannie, he's gone. Who was he? Did you... Jeannie? Jeannie, where are you? I hate when that happens, you know? You're there with uh, your best girl, and then she's just gone. Right, you I know? bet that happens to you a has lot. Has happened actually. many, many times. Oh, I to believe me. you. You know, it's I mean, just, sometimes they all just of a sudden it's like she's gone. Genie, where are you? Genie with the brown eyes. What is it? You're... Genie with the or genie? Genie, where are you? There's a song. Genie with the big brown eyes or something like that. Anyway, yeah, that happened to this poor guy. I, I feel for him. Right, I'm sure it happens you know? to you every time. Make No Mistake is the name of this episode, the Mole Mystery Theater, April 30th, 1948. Mole Mystery Theater was good. They, they really good stories 
There's not a lot of them. There's maybe we have maybe about a dozen or so. All right, we'll be back right after this. Hi, I'm Carl Amari. If you enjoy classic radio shows like The Shadow, Jack Benny, Gunsmoke, Dragnet, The Whistler, and Abbott and Costello, consider joining the Classic Radio Club. Each month, members receive 10 of the greatest classic radio shows of all time. As curator, the 10 shows I select will be the best sound quality and the most popular, along with a rare show sprinkled in to add to the fun. I'll also send you historical liner notes, plus photos of the radio stars. Members also receive an email each week with a link to the full five-hour Hollywood 360 radio show. The links never expire, so you can listen to Hollywood 360 whenever you'd like. The first month membership fee is only $1, with each additional month under $10. And you can cancel at any time with no obligation. By joining the Classic Radio Club, you're supporting this show, so we thank you very much. Join the Classic Radio Club at ClassicRadioClub.com. That's ClassicRadioClub.com. And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. This radio show, Hollywood 360, airs on over 100 radio stations coast to coast. And uh, a lot of our stations, unfortunately, do not carry the full five-hour show, I'm sorry to say. So um, if you're in an area where you're not getting the full five-hour show, you might want to consider subscribing to our podcast. And if so, you will receive... The full five-hour show sent to you each and every Monday. We will also add to that, on top of the five-hour show, we will add to that our half-hour show called Radio Rarities. It's a new podcast, and uh, these run about 35 minutes, something like that, because Lisa and I take a very unique classic radio show and break it all down, give you all kinds of information about it, Really a lot of information. I mean, way more information about that show than we do during the Hollywood 360 show. And it's written by Carl Shadow. And it's uh, quite interesting. I mean, people are really liking it, huh, Lisa? Right. And I think we um, the goal is to present all of this research and information in a most interesting way. So when Carl and I get together, hopefully, <laughs> hopefully it's in a, an interesting format. Yeah, it is. And Mike Costella is the executive producer, does a tremendous job on it. Um, he just sent uh, episodes 10 and 11 for us to listen to. And they were great, Mike. Great job on those. Um, Really, really cool. And Carl and I kind of collaborate and figure out what shows to to feature on Radio Rarities. And then Carl does a tremendous job writing the script. And then we, uh, we record like four of them at a time. Mike then produces them. And we've been putting them out once a week. And I think we're up to like eight or nine now, something like that, eight or... You know what, Carl? The last one was episode eight. Yeah. Yeah. So the next one will be episode nine. I think episode nine is Boston Blackie. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. Boston Blackie. I was wondering if at some point maybe our listeners would be interested in seeing us record... Yeah, uh, and actually filming. Let's film it. Filming the recording of the podcast. Yeah, might let's be, do that. Uh, might be something kind of well, cool to see the behind the scenes in the in the podcast. We're going to record this week, probably at the end of the week. So maybe we'll set up a little camera and uh, and film. And we'll give Job a couple, Mike a couple extra jobs to do. Yeah, he's <laughs> got well, he's got twelve, fourteen arms. It's okay. <laughs> um, but folks, the podcast is really great. We hope you would want to subscribe. 
Um, we only charge you five ninety nine a month, and uh, that's just to cover our costs for the bandwidth and all that kind of stuff. To send it to you each and every week, we you know we have to have somebody prepare all that. So uh, five ninety nine a month, and uh, you get the not only the five hour Hollywood three sixty show each and every Monday, so every week, but you get the Radio Rarities podcast. So if you want to learn more about it, just go to our website Hollywood three sixty radio dot com. Hollywood360radio.com. Very top of the website is all of the information on how to sign up to the Hollywood 360 uh, podcast. And you will also receive radio rarities. I think you'll love it. All right. We're listening to the Mole Mystery Theater. Good story called Make No Mistake. It's sponsored by Mole, Double Danderine, and Ironized Yeast were the sponsors of this show. Anything with yeast, I'm not really a big fan of that. Ironized yeast doesn't sound good. I, mean, I don't think I would take that. Made with yeast, I mean, it's right? like this was a pill you were going to, you know, yeah, take to give different. you more energy. I don't think I don't that would have. I think that exists. Ironized <laughs> yeast tablets. Yeah, Ugh. yeah it doesn't no. sound appetizing. I'd be like, mm, no, I don't think I. Maybe that's why it doesn't. It's not around anymore, I don't think. Ironized Because yeast. you didn't want to take it? No, because I don't think anyone <laughs> wanted to take it. April 30th, 1948. Here's the conclusion to the Molay Mystery Theater. I don't even remember if I turned out the lights. I just locked the door and went home as fast as I could, and Jeannie was there in the apartment throwing things into a suitcase. She stopped when I walked in and just stood there staring at me with a look in her eyes I'd never seen before. As though she expected me to step up and hit her right in the face. Dave? What are you doing, Jean? Why are you packing? Why did you run out tonight? Dave, I've got to get out of here. I've got to leave town. Now, wait a minute. This is getting to be a habit with you. No, no, you don't understand. Who was that big guy who came in? Did you know him? No, no, I never saw him before in my life. Don't lie, Jeannie. I swear it, I swear I don't know who he is. And why did you run from him? What happened in San Francisco, Jean? Nothing. Why is Fillmore Street so important to you? It isn't. Why are you afraid? I'm not... I'm not afraid. Nothing happened in San Francisco. Nothing, do you hear? That guy who came in tonight was only another dirty masher, and I felt so rotten I just couldn't take it anymore. Now leave me alone, will you? Oh, Dave, I'm sorry. Okay, Janie, okay. I guess we're both on edge, that's all. You're not going anywhere tonight. I'll put this stuff back in the closet where it belongs, and then you're going to bed and get a good night's rest. And maybe you'll feel better in the morning. Maybe everything will look different when the sun comes up. But I knew it wouldn't. I knew nothing would be different. Because when I went over to the window to pull down the blind, I saw the same big guy standing under a lamppost across the street watching our apartment. Well, the big stranger is certainly interested in Jeannie's affairs. But why? That's the question that's worrying Dave. We'll continue with Act Two of tonight's Mole Mystery in just a moment. And now this is Jeffrey Barnes again, returning you to the Mystery Theater and Act Two of Make No Mistake, starring Alan Baxter. (laughs) 
The next morning, I made Jeannie promise to stay inside and keep the door locked. It was Tuesday and the lunchroom was closed, but I had to go down and work on the books, so I left. I'd gone about three blocks when I first noticed him. That same big guy. I don't know where he picked me up, but he was there following me. I decided to play a hunch when I saw the police station. I thought I could bluff him. He was only a few steps behind me as I crossed the street. I ran up the station steps and in the door. But he wasn't bluffed one inch. And we walked side by side right up to the sergeant's desk. Morning, gentlemen. Now, what can I do for you? Well, I... I was... Well, what is it? What's on your mind? Uh, look, can you tell me where I go to get a, a building permit? Sure, City Hall at 4th and Main. You know where that is? Yeah, yeah, thanks. You, sir? Nothing, Sergeant. I'm just here with my friend, Dave. So, you're gonna do a little building, are you, Dave? What do you want? I just want to be sure I got the right party. What do you want? Was Gene up in San Francisco last week? Hey, who are you? What are you after? My name's Ragnar, Dave. Bert Ragnar. I was in San Francisco last week and I found this. Why, that's... Yeah, a little anklet. Slave bracelet, they call it, don't they? I found it in a hotel on Fillmore Street. And I just wanted to see it return to its proper owner. It's inscribed. It says, To Jeannie with all my love. Dave. Give me that. Wait just a minute. Can you positively identify it? Well, the clasp was broken once. It's been soldered. Here you are, Dave. You'll see the genie gets it, won't you? <laughs> I'll be seeing you, Dave. <laughs> I got a terrible sinking feeling inside then, as if it were already too late. As if I knew already how it would end. I started to run after Ragnar, to beat some answers out of him, but he was gone turned around and went back to the apartment instead. Dave, you're back so soon. Is everything all right? I've got something of ours, Jean. What? This. It's that little anklet you used to wear. Here. Where did you get this? That guy gave it to me, the big guy. The one who came in last night? That's right. His name is Ragnar. He says he found it last week in San Francisco. What did you tell him? What did you say to him, Dave? I identified it, and he returned it to me. You identified it for him? Oh, you fool, you blind, stupid fool, Dave. Why did you claim it? Because it's the one I gave you. Why shouldn't I identify it? Oh, you it? idiot. Tell me what you've done that makes me such a fool for claiming my own property. No. Now, tell me what happened in San Francisco. No, Jean, tell me. I killed a man. Oh, Jeannie. Last week in a hotel on Fillmore Street, he was rotten. He deserved it. He was mean and vicious, and he wouldn't leave me alone. And he was crazy jealous. Jealous? I tried to get away from him, but he followed me. And then there was a fight, and somehow I got his gun, and I, I shot him with it. Then I ran, and I got away. I didn't think anybody saw me. I didn't even miss the slave bracelet until the next day. And Oh, Dave. Dave, what are we going to do? Do? I don't know. Dave, 
Do you think Ragnar saw what I did? Do you think... He knows all about it, believe me. You can count on that. Who is he? What does he want? You lying again, Jeannie. Don't you know? I swear, I swear. I never saw him before in my life. What if he's a cop? Dave, what do we do if he's a cop? Now, listen, Jeannie, there's no... let's, let's get out of here. Let's leave now, right away. While we've still got a chance, we... Dave. Dave, don't answer it. Dave, please. We have to, Jeannie. Well? Why, Mr. Kimball, is uh, something wrong? Oh, it's you, Mr. Mead. <laughs> you opened that door like you expected the devil himself to be standing here. <laughs> and, you know, usually it, it's the tenants that don't pay their rent that look at me like that. <laughs> oh, how do you do, Mrs. Kimball? Sure is nice to have you back. Did you enjoy your trip? Um, excuse me, folks. It's uh, about the garbage chute. The man's complaining the tin cans are getting at the garbage again. Yeah, we'll watch it, Mr. Mead. We'll, we'll be careful. Uh, thank you. I, well, uh, well, I'm sure it's not you anyway, but, uh, well, well, goodbye, Mr. King. I thought it was him. I thought it was Ragnar. Oh, Dave. Dave, what if he's with the police? Stop crying, Jean. That won't help. Do you think he is, Dave? Do you think he's a cop? I don't know. doesn't act like one exactly, but he's sure not afraid of him. Now listen, Jeannie, if it was self-defense, maybe we ought to... Hello? This is Bert Ragnar, Dave. I suppose you've been talking things over with Jean. Well, now I guess it's about time for us all to get together and decide what's to be done. Listen, Ragnar. Now, you listen, Dave. You listen. I got a room at the Claremont Arms Hotel. You know where that is? It's a walk-up about five blocks from your place. I know where it is. All right. You and Jeannie be over there at 8 o'clock. Room 212. I'll be expecting you, Dave. So don't try to leave town or anything stupid like that. Don't disappoint me, Dave. We'll be there, Ragnar. Both of us. At eight. Ah, you're right on time. Come in. Want to sit down? No, thanks. We're all right. Okay, I'll be brief. I'm a private detective, and not a very prosperous one, but I got a break last week. I was in the next room in that hotel on Fillmore, and I heard the whole business through my open window. Are you going to go to the police? That depends entirely on you. You see, I make my living on other people's trouble. And, baby, you're in trouble. If the San Francisco cops ever get a line on you, you haven't got a chance. What do you want us to do? Get to the point, Ragnar. You keep your shirt on. I'll get there. Right now, the police are stuck. They don't even have a lead. If I should come in with the killer, it'd put me right up there in the big time. So if I don't turn you in, it's got to be made worth my while. Why, you dirty rat. Don't crowd me, fella. I warn you. My price is $10,000. 10000 That's it. So think it over. Only don't think too long, because you've only got until midnight. Now, get out. 
This is Jeffrey Barnes again. In just a moment, we'll bring you Act Three of Make No Mistake. Jeannie and I walked out of Ragnar's room and all the five blocks back to our apartment without speaking a word to each other. I glanced at her face once as we passed a streetlight. She looked sick. The fear in her eyes was ugly. That must have shocked me hard because I began really to think then, clearly, for the first time since Jeannie'd come back. And when we got home and the door was closed, I knew what I was going to do. We can raise the money, can't we, Dave? $10,000 isn't so much, is it? We can get it someplace, can't we, Dave? No, Jeannie, there's no way on earth for me to get that much money. We've got to. We can't. If I went into hock for everything I have, I couldn't touch $10,000. And even if I could, do you think that'd be the end of it? Why, he'd never quit. But he's going to turn me into the police if we don't pay him the money. You aren't going to let him turn me into the police, are you, Dave? Oh, you can't. I love you, and, and they'll take me away from you. Do you really love me, Jeannie? Oh, yes, yes. I've always loved you, Dave. I was wrong before, honest. I... Oh, Dave, don't let him turn me in. I won't, Jeannie. Don't worry anymore. Ragnar won't turn you in. Then you're going to pay him off, Dave? No, I'm not going to pay him. Not in money, anyway. I... Jeannie, listen. Listen closely. I'm going out now to see Ragnar. You stay in the apartment, do you hear? And when I come back, if anybody should ask, you're to swear I was here with you all the time, that I never left. Do you understand? Oh, Dave, I... I'm going now. And don't forget what I said. I'll get it, Dave. Hello? Ragnar? Oh, David's Ragnar. Lie to him. Stall him. Tell him I'm out getting the money and I'll be in his room in half an hour. Hello? Dave is out getting the money now and he'll be up at your room in a half an hour. That's right. As she lied to Ragnar, setting him up for me like a clay pigeon, I got a smashing impulse to hurry and get it over with. And maybe that was the mistake, because I moved too fast. I went to the lunchroom and in the dark got the pistol I kept under the counter. That took 20 minutes. It only took me 10 more to get to him. Nobody saw me go into his hotel and nobody saw me walk down the hall to his room. And then, there it was, his door. I was scared of Ragnar. That's why I had the gun out before I knocked. I already had the gun pointed as I heard the footsteps inside. That's why I was already squeezing the trigger as the door swung back. sound of that shot slammed into my brain, I dropped the gun and ran. Because I knew that that murder, too, was a mistake. A monstrous mistake. And that's why I'd come here now to this elegant place to see Jeannie. Because the sound of that shot still echoed in my mind, although 24 hours had passed. That's why I was following Mr. Mundy down the silent corridor. I had to see Jeannie once more and tell her about the mistake. Here you are, sir. In here. Thank you. Hello, Jeannie. Well, Jeannie, the police have already caught Ragnar. He's told them the whole story by now. 
They'll get me when I leave here. It was a mistake, Janie, a bad mistake. You see, I forgot that blackmailers always protect themselves. And that's what you found out. That's why Ragnar called our apartment just as I was leaving, to tell us he had written a letter about the whole thing to be forwarded to the police in case anything happened to him. That's why you tried to stop me from killing him. Why you went to Ragnar's room and waited for me. That's why you opened the door. But I'm not sorry it turned out this way, Jeannie. This way, I did it by mistake. Someday, I would have done it anyhow. Deliberately. You see, Jeannie, the biggest mistake of all was my falling in love with you in the first place. Well, that's what I had to tell you. So, goodbye, Jeannie. Mr. Kimball, are you, uh, are you going to leave now? Yes, Mr. Mundy. Well, good night, sir. Good night. Hello, the Hillcrest Mortuary, Mr. Monday speaking. It's strange, but it's true. A person can get so tired he can't do his work well, can't even get any fun out of life. Now, if you're that tired and pale besides, your doctor may find you have a borderline anemia resulting from a ferronutritional blood deficiency. Then take ironized yeast tablets. They help increase your strength, regain your color by building up your red blood cells. So take ironized yeast tablets to get the energy you need to work, to play, to think. Ironized yeast tablets. Be with us next week when the Mystery Theater presents The Inescapable Corpse starring Henry Morgan. This is NBC, the national broadcasting company. That's the Mole Mystery Theater, make no mistake, starring Alan Baxter. Also in the cast, thanks to Carl Shadow, he texted me, Carl Eastman, a fellow Carl there, uh, Everett Sloan, and George Randall, along with Bill Smith. Uh, great episode, I really enjoyed that. Uh, April 30th, 1948, the Mole Mystery Theater. Time for this month in music history, Lisa. All right, see if you recognize this 1971 song. The Who, Don't Get Fooled Again. So close, but yes, it's The Who, and it won't get fooled oh, again. Oh, okay. But that's good. Uh, written by, yeah, no, no, it's good. Written see, by Pete man, Townsend. It works, it works. Right, well, we'll see how well it works on a Real or Ridiculous Music Edition. Yeah, that's true. Um, so this was a eight-and-a-half-minute song. So the full version appears on their uh, band album called Who's Next, but, um, you know, not the full version when you heard it on the radio. So what's the name of this band? The Who. The Who? The what? The Who, what, where? Who? Huh? Who's on first? What's on second? I don't know who's on third. (laughs) All right. Thanks, Lisa. You got it. More of Hollywood 360 after this short break. More Hollywood 360 after these important messages.
And now back to Hollywood 360 with Carl Amari. In our next hour, it's a true crime story on Somebody Knows from 1950. We'll also play Is It Real or Is It Ridiculous, the music edition, right, Lisa? That's right. So this is your favorite um, um, favorite uh, segment that we do on the show, uh, simply because you're so good at it. Yeah, I got every one of them wrong last time. You did. I'm, I'm, I feel confident that you'll do a better job this time. All right, we'll see. See you soon. Hi, everyone. This is Meredith from the Senior Fitness with Meredith podcast, where I discuss all things for seniors. From fitness, your health and wellness journeys, how to be all over strong and beyond. I also have my mini podcast called Motivation with Meredith. It's a great, quick, motivational pick-me-up for your days. Join me. Listen now. Search for Senior Fitness with Meredith on your favorite podcast platform. 